Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Art of Being You. Welcome back for those of you guys that are regular listeners and welcome to the first time for some of you guys that are just tuning in. So today, uh, I'm just going to talk from the heart and I want to share a couple of things that I've been thinking about lately. And, you know, I don't know about you, but social media, let's just get real for a second. Social media is the catalyst for so much emotional pain for so many people. And (laughs) I don't know why. I mean, I know why, and we're going to explore some of the reasons. But I want to just begin by saying, if you resonate with that statement, I do too. I have done so much work on myself. I mean, I have been through lots of counseling. I regularly read Um, counseling oriented self-help kind of books that are spiritual and good. I'm, you know, in the word all the time. I am been through lots of deliverance, lots of inner healing, and still things I see on social media can get under my skin. What does that say? That means that we are human. You and I, no matter how hard we try, we will experience pain in this life. It might be pain of rejection. It might be feeling abandoned. It might just be feeling a little left out, but not as extreme to be rejected. Or it might be envy. It might be jealousy. I don't know what it will be. It might be all of it. But here's what I know to be true. All of our pursuit in becoming the best version of ourself has to include the reality that there will be pain in this life. There will be pain. And I'm the kind of person who does not like pain. And so I say that, saying it to myself as well, knowing full well that I would give a lot to be in this life where things just didn't bother me. But even the people who will say they're unoffendable, they hurt sometimes. So what do we do with that? How do we navigate the way the world works right now? I just want to encourage you, don't believe the hype that you see on social media. I think that social media has become, or maybe like the comments on social media, it's become the new water cooler. You know what I'm talking about? It's like in the old days when you worked at a company and there was a little water cooler stand and everybody, well, certain people would group together there and just have a moment where they're connecting and they're talking and and those that weren't standing around the water cooler felt this sense of, should I go now to connect with them? Do I even want to be their friend? What are they talking about? And this intrigue that makes you want to be included. I think social media is the same. I'm noticing in myself, I'm noticing from my own point of view, that when we see people commenting on each other's social media, which is good, right? We want that. That helps engagement, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But when we see that, it can make you feel like there's a deeper connection there than what really is. The comment section on Facebook, for example, of any post is basically like lobby talk. I mean, do you know what I mean by that? It's like when you're in the lobby of Like a movie theater, which, man, I would give a lot to be in a lobby of a movie theater coming up. 
But if you're in a lobby of a church, a lobby of a business, whatever, and you see someone and you're just kind of chit-chatting and it's always high energy, right? Because you're presenting your best self. It's always this like who you think you want to be. You project that image, the, the, the fun part of you, the chit-chatty part of you. And then you walk away from that lobby interaction and you might have had fun for a moment. You might have like felt, you know, cared for for a second that they actually stopped to talk to you instead of just waving and moved on. But ultimately, did you really get to connect? No. But from the outsider's perspective, you can look at that and say, wow, look at how great friends they are. Look how effortless it was for them to communicate without realizing that's probably not what was happening. I just want to encourage you, don't believe the hype of social media. Don't believe the hype of relationships. I used to go around thinking that all these people were connected and they enjoyed connecting and I was being left out. And social media just exaggerates that so badly because sometimes they are connected online, right? But what I'm beginning to see is that those connections online, if that's all it is, if it's only just a comment shout out, if it's only like a you know, oh, I love that way to go. Yes. Then the person comments back and says like, yes, something, something. And it makes you feel like they're actually friends, but that's water cooler talk. It's lobby talk. It's not a real relationship. I don't know. Maybe this is why I struggle with the idea of online church so much. If you listen to my sermons at my, on, at my church at Bethel OKC. You've probably heard me talk about that before. I know that we need online platforms for ministry. I know that's important. But at the same time, I also know it can never, it can never replace what we get from face-to-face interactions with people. I watched this documentary recently um, called Fake Famous. Have you heard of it? Fake Famous. It's available on HBO, I think. And, um, you know, it's got a TV MA because there's a couple of bikini pictures. And I think there's like a couple times somebody says the F word. So just in case you're wondering, um, it's not, not necessarily kid friendly, but it's fascinating. And basically in Fake Famous, what they did was this guy had this idea that he could create Instagram influencers and just out of any random person. So they hired actors and actresses. They did a casting call. They saw they had 4,000 applicants come in to apply to this process where basically they would hand over the reins of their social media and they would basically be told what to post and how to post and they would become mega Instagram influencers. It is so interesting. I really encourage you to check it out. It was mind-blowing for me. But let me just tell you one of the things that I had discovered. They ended up selecting these two guys and one girl, and um, the two guys actually really struggled with the experiment. They really struggled with how their actual relationships were affected when they started having tens of thousands of followers on Instagram, which, by the way, were all paid for. That's right. They're all bots. And I'm not going to give away the whole thing, but by the end, you realize that social media is one big sham. Not to mention, you know, of course, we've got real things happening over social media. We've got good connections. You're finding help in different ways. Heck, you may have even found this podcast through social media. So in no way am I vilifying it. I'm still on it. I'm not trying to get out of it. But it was really interesting to think how many of the people that we look and say, oh, wow, they must be interesting. Oh, wow, they must you know, do something everybody wants because they have all these followers. How many of them actually bought their own followers? Don't believe the hype. After watching this 
documentary, I literally said to my husband, I'm so tempted to buy some followers for myself just to see what would happen. I think it was like you could buy, I want to say like a thousand followers. Is this right? A thousand followers? No, maybe 10,000 followers for like $200. It, It was like this crazy, crazy math, how many you can get for uh, really not a lot of money. And I only say that meaning if you're putting in marketing dollars into something now, who wants to spend 200 bucks to buy fake bot followers? No one. That's ridiculous. But I'm saying if you're trying to do like a business, grow a business, right? And man, has it made me look at social media so differently from then on out. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype that everybody is out there having fulfilling relationships except you. Don't believe the hype that everybody is out there loving their life except you, that everybody is connecting and finding it so easy to have friendships except you. Look, I talk to people regularly who struggle in their adult friendships. Pretty much once you're out of high school or once you're out of college, friendship takes on an entirely different meaning. You add in marriage, then you add in kids, then you add in extended family. It is so hard to maintain healthy relationships. In fact, in my opinion, you have to put like you have to put it on the calendar. Years ago, I I listened to or I guess I read this book, um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know this book, Stephen Covey? I don't remember what they are, so I guess I'm not a very highly effective person. But in this book, he talks about how to prioritize your life. And in that same season of life in reading that book, he he had this message, I believe, I believe it was him, where it was like this idea of putting in rocks in a jar. And they had all this sand and they had all these big rocks and some medium-sized rocks. And then you, the experiment was, see if you can put all this into the jar. And of course, the gag was that you can't. Unless you put the big rocks in first, the rest of it won't fit. If you try to put the sand in, there's no space for the medium and the big rocks. But if you will put the big rocks in first and then the medium rocks and then pour in the sand, the sand just kind of fills in the gaps and you can actually put it all into this one jar. And the parallel there that they're trying to teach is that you have to decide which big rocks you're going to put into your life. What are the things that are non-negotiable? What are the priorities? And then when you basically order your life around those things, life begins to make sense. So where does this go with relationships? Well, for me, you guys know I'm married. I have four kids. We have some businesses. My husband's real estate business, there's people wanting his attention all the time. And that's okay. And so if we don't prioritize certain things, then our life is only sand. And at the end of the day, sand is not really quantifiable. You can't count it. It's too elusive. You can't really even hold it. It keeps trying to slip out of your hands. So if I want something to show for my life, then I have to prioritize those things first and foremost. For me, in my world, this is what it looks like. Church and church relationships are at the top of the list. Well, my family first, okay. Family relationships and then church relationships. So those two things go on the calendar first. That means that when we were trying to decide how many extracurricular events that my kids were going to be involved in last year, now, of course, it was COVID, so that was its own set of challenges, But we don't let them be in a ton of different events and extracurricular stuff. Thankfully, now they don't really want to because the time it takes takes away from the time that we need and want to give to our main priorities. Now, you might look at that and say, oh, you're poor babies. And I would say to you, they're not they're not really suffering. 
I'm just not putting them in things just for the sake of putting them in things. If they're passionate about it, then yeah, we make the space for it. What does that mean? That means that the priorities, the things that are important go in first. So if having healthy friendship is important to me, then I have to put it on the calendar. I have to put my church's small group on the calendar. I have to prioritize discipleship. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. I have to prioritize myself getting discipled, and I also have to prioritize who I am discipling. When all those rocks go down on the calendar first, man, it's amazing how full life will feel. And I might think to myself, when am I going to watch my favorite show? Am I going to have time to do this or that? What about when I want to go shopping? But I'm telling you, when the big rocks are already in the jar, you will find little holes that you can fill in with the little things. But if all we do is focus on the little things, then we never actually get to the stuff we want our life to be of substance with. Don't believe the hype on social media that everybody is out there having these really meaningful, engaging relationships. In fact, the people that you're the most engaged with are not the people who you're commenting on their posts. It's the people you're texting about what you see. Do you do this? I'll take screenshots of stuff and send them to friends. I'll take screenshots and send them to my husband and say, let's talk about this. What do you think about it? We use social media as the lobby and we take the conversation into the dining room if we want to continue that parallel. Although who has a lobby in their house? Sorry, that that fell apart as it was unfolding. But I just need you to know If you're feeling bad about yourself because you're looking at relationships that you see online, don't. Just stop. I recently had an experience like this where I was looking at, uh, uh, I was just on my news feed. You know, I wasn't even trying to see it, right? My husband thinks that Facebook purposely puts people who annoy you uh, on your feed to like stir up trouble. And he might be right because there's some truth to that. But uh, I was looking, scrolling on my news feed on Facebook and a pastor that I know had posted something and uh, another speaker that they're not, I know for a fact they're not even really friends, had commented on it, uh, another minister, and said something really positive and kind of hype oriented, right? Like, not bad, just, you know, oh, da da da, I love that, blah, blah, blah. And my initial thought was, oh, they must be friends, which turned into this temptation to go into this dark spiral of like, what is my life if I don't have friends like that and all that garbage. And I stopped myself and I remembered, this is just lobby talk. I just happen to be overhearing it. It's like we are chronic eavesdroppers on Facebook, right? On Instagram, on TikTok. So we're doing, we're just chronically eavesdropping at the expense of genuine real connection. And I just want you to know that you were made for real connection. Not only can you do it, but you deserve it. You need it. So how are you going to make that happen? Well, I think you should start by putting the big rocks in first. Or maybe you go to step zero and name the big rocks. Go ahead and prioritize. Are you the kind of person that needs a lot of friends at kind of a surface level? Or are you the kind of person that needs one or two friends that are really solid? Identify that. And then do something about it. If, if you're the kind of person that needs a lot of friends, then use the lobby talk of social media to engage with people and then pull that off into the real world to go have coffee with someone once in, you know, once in a blue moon. 
If you're someone that really genuinely just needs one or two people in your life, solid relationships, then prioritize those relationships and then prioritize not letting your mind go into comparison and envy and rejection because now you know what you need and you're doing something about your needs, right? This documentary, Fake Famous, was so fascinating for me. It was such an eye-opening experience. Because there was a tipping point once they got to a certain number of followers when things began to come to them, where people began to come to them under this expectation that they had developed this following of people. In case you're wondering, they also bought comments on their posts as well to make it look like they had an engaging audience. Like, what? And this is a thing that people do. This is fascinating. At what point have we begun to exchange genuine connection for the illusion of connection, which is so much less satisfying? Because you know in your heart it's empty. I don't know about you, but I'm in a season of my life where I crave really genuine relationships. I crave being able to be in conversation with people where I can just really air my true self. And my true self often holds a lot of heartache. It's not like there's like this, you know, Pandora's box of sin or anything crazy like that that's hiding. It's the parts of myself that I'm wondering, can I trust you with this? Are you going to see me as less of a person if you see that I struggle in this way? Are you going to hold this against me later? Are you going to assume something about me later because I told you this now? And we all have those questions, right? But at the core, I also think we're all longing to have this connection with someone who is willing to give us space to be human, willing to give us space to be real, willing to give us space to have a bad day and then move on to not pity us, but to empower us. Isn't that the kind of relationships that you're looking for? And if you are, I want to challenge you, create them. Make that one of your big rocks and prioritize it in your life. It might feel a little bit painful because you're going to have to overcome your own insecurities probably more than you want to. But man, is it worth it. Even just as I'm sharing these things with you, I'm thinking about some of the people in my life who are this for me, people who I can talk to and know that they're going to handle my reality with grace and compassion and people that I'm doing everything inside of myself to do the same for them, making space for genuine human connection. And there is nothing better than that. I mean, you know, except from Jesus and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Thank you for journeying on this deep dive of my inner thoughts, my external process. I just want to encourage you one more time. Don't believe the hype that everybody is connecting except you, that everybody is enjoying each other except you. It's not what you think. More often than not, it's not what you think. You are made for genuine relationships. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. Until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wortman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. 
Until next time, be blessed.